As human beings, we are somewhat limited in our ability to think of heaven or even of God or Jesus. When you think of Jesus or when you read about the Lord, how do you picture Jesus, the Lord? Many people picture Jesus as a human being. He did come to earth and was on the earth for a season in the form of a man. But God has taught me to think of Jesus as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he started out, although he had no beginning or end, he, he was the Word. He came to earth briefly as a man because he had to suffer for our sins. Therefore, he had to take on a human body. said he was created a little lower than the angels, Hebrews 1. But he did that so that he could fulfill the will of God and save us from our sins. He had to suffer and die for us. He had to take on the form of a human being in order to suffer and die for us. And he did that. Because these present bodies, there is a suffering. There is a physical suffering from time to time. There is an emotional suffering, pain, emotional pains. But in the new heaven and the new earth, there will be only righteousness and we will be given a body, a spiritual body that we live in. As a new Christian, I was in the night transported into heaven. I was with God, I was with Christ, and I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no images at all, but I knew I was with them. At that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. That happened to me twice as a new Christian. But there were no images, as you would see an image of a human being. This was an experience in the spirit. And I think it's more closely related to what it will be like in heaven. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul explains to us that we will not have these same physical bodies in heaven. We will be changed into new bodies. Paul says in verse 35, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? And Paul says, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be but bare grain, it may 
chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body. We don't have to worry at all about what our body will be like in heaven. We just know it won't be this body that we are in today. God gives us a body as it pleases him. And it tells us that we will have a spiritual body. In verse 42, Paul says, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. This current body that we have is subject to corruption in the sense of the decay of the flesh. But it's raised in incorruption, a body which cannot die again, a body which can feel no pain, no sorrow, none of the things that we currently feel in this body in which we live on this current earth. In verse 44, Paul says, It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. In verse 50, Paul makes it very clear that we aren't going to take these natural bodies into heaven. We are going to be changed before we are taken into heaven. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. At the moment Jesus Christ returns, some people will be, still be living on this present earth. Some Christians will still be alive on this earth. Paul is saying, we'll not all die before Jesus comes, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. He tells us in a twinkling of the eye, if you will blink your eye right now, blink, that is how fast we will be taken out of these physical bodies and transported into heaven. There'll be no time to think of anything. You blink your eye and you find how fast this is going to take place. Another thing we know about heaven is we won't remember this earth. Isaiah tells us that, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 17. God says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. This is a very strong bit of information for us. 
we won't even remember this present earth. I think that also means we won't remember the people on this present earth. It's so different from what humans think. Several years ago, a the husband of a friend of mine died. I contacted her just as soon as I heard Jerry had died. She was in a rather bad condition. She's a Baptist woman, but she was in bad condition. And she told me, she said, oh, I just can't wait to die and leave this earth. And I had this feeling that she thought she and Jerry were going to set up housekeeping in heaven. In fact, I don't think we'll even recognize each other based on what Isaiah said. He said, the former things of this earth will not be remembered nor come into mind. I don't think she will even know Jerry in heaven. We're going to have spiritual bodies. We are not going to have marriages. We know that because of the Sadducees came to Jesus to try to trick him. Sadducees didn't believe there was a resurrection of the dead. And so they have put forth a question to Jesus to basically prove there wasn't a resurrection of the dead. They were wise in their own eyes, so to speak, with what they said to Jesus. Mark 12, it starts at verse 18. Then came unto Jesus the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection, and they ask him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us, If a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife, and dying left no seed. And the second took her and died, neither left he any seed, and the third likewise. And the seven had her and left no seed. Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her to wife. And Jesus answered and said unto them, verse 24, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. I believe we are the bride of Christ. We, the church, are the bride of Christ. That's what I think happens in heaven. We will not have these physical bodies, but in spirit, I think it's Jesus that we will see as husband. And each person, male and female, who's currently living on this earth will be attached to Jesus the Word. Another thing we know by the scriptures is we will not feel any emotional pain, sorrow, tears in heaven. I think this shows us 
we will not remember individuals on this earth as we do now. Therefore, we won't miss those individuals if they aren't in heaven, if they are not saved, if they are not taken into heaven, and we are. If we could remember, we might be looking for them in heaven. But we won't have these bodies in heaven, so we're not going to recognize each other by these bodies. We're going to be different. We're not going to remember the things of the earth, says Isaiah. So I don't think that we will know they existed on this earth, and I don't think we will know that they're not in heaven if they're not in heaven. What I recommend, if you're worried about somebody's salvation on this earth, try to stop that worry. Try to turn to God in prayer and put them in the care of God, asking him to save them. But then just focus on yourself, not on them. Live a godly life in the word of God, in Christ Jesus, while you're on this earth. I've had lots of people saved as I've come across their path. And it's, I believe, because I have been obeying God. At one point in my life, and I was flying to Albuquerque, this was back in the 70s, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the Indian reservations are, because I had a business at that time in Dallas in American Indian arts, and I would go out to the reservations in New Mexico and buy merchandise. So I was flying to Albuquerque, my cousin, who lived in Albuquerque at that time, was meeting me at the airplane. As the plane touched down on the runway, I heard these words, Be baptized. When God speaks a word to me by the Spirit, that means now. So Jean met me at the airplane She's Church of Christ, and I said to her, Jean, if you can't arrange it, I'll be baptized before I go back to Dallas today. She said, but you've already been baptized. I said, but I wasn't born again, and now I'm born again, and I've heard from God to be baptized. I could tell she had no idea what I was talking about, but she did set it up at Church of Christ for that afternoon, before I was uh, taken into the baptistry area, the minister said to me, would you like to say anything? My relatives were there, about 15 of them. And I said, well, I guess so. And I just started talking by the Spirit of God. Now, I didn't know I was to be a minister at that time. I had no idea. I owned a business in Dallas. But it was the Spirit of God leading me in what I said. I just began talking to them about being born again, how when I was baptized, when I was 15, I was not born again. And since that time, I have been born again. And I told them about that. I noticed that one of my cousins was shaking her head up and down and had a big smile on her face as I talked. My uncle began crying. After I finished speaking, the minister took me upstairs to the baptistry 
And as he lowered me into the water, I heard from the Holy Spirit, This is like being buried with Christ. And as I came out of the water, I heard from the Holy Spirit, This is like being raised with Christ. As I came back down to the auditorium area, my uncle came to me, the one that had been crying. And he said to me, I have never heard anything like that which you spoke. Could you write it out for me and send it to me? I said, well, yeah, I guess so. Well, I did write it out and send it to him. Several years after this happened, I realized my uncle was born again at the time I spoke that day at that Church of Christ building. You see, we just obey God when we hear from him, and everything else falls in line. I'll give you a second example, which I think is a, an amazing example. My mother and dad, neither one, went to church. They did not identify themselves as Christians. We had no Bibles in the house. However, they didn't speak against church. They just didn't go to church. And they certainly would have let me go to church or would have taken me to the church building and let me go in the church building. They just didn't go. After I was born again, I was visiting at my mother's uh, house. I opened the cabinet and I discovered some Zodiac mugs, which I had given to my mother and dad. She loved horoscopes, and when I was a child, we always went to town, and she went to the drugstore and bought the monthly horoscope magazine and read my horoscope to me. So I saw, I gave her a set of horoscope mugs before I was born again. When I saw those mugs that day, I took a garbage bag and began putting those mugs into a garbage bag. My mother was sitting there watching me and she realized what I was about to do and she said, no, wait, stop, what are you doing? I want to keep those, you gave those to me. I paid no attention at all to that which she said. I just put them in the garbage bag, walked out to the dumpster in the alley, broke the mug so no one could retain them and use them and left them in the dumpster. I went back into my mother's house. I took a Bible and opened it to Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10 and began reading it aloud to my mother. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. When I finished reading this to her, she sat there quietly for a minute. And then she said to me, 
Well, I guess we better not do that anymore. She was born again that second. Now, who would ever think of being born again with Deuteronomy chapter 18? But she was. My uncle wrote to me after that and said, Your mother has changed. She's really changed. And that's what being born again is. The Spirit of God convicted her of her sins. When I read this Deuteronomy 18 to her, and she was born again. Before they died, my mother and father both were born again. At first, my dad said, Joan's gone way over the edge on this religion thing. And my mother said, no, no, she hasn't. She's okay. Now, my dad had always defended me all my life. And my mother hadn't. But in that moment, my mother defended me when my dad said I had gone overboard on this religion. Later, I gave him a set of tapes. He had had a stroke. And I gave him a set of, uh, they were VCR tapes at that time. And my mother said he listened to those tapes constantly. And I knew he was born again before he died. You just do what is right in the sight of God. And keep doing it. And if he tells you to speak, you speak. If you have a witness, you witness. We don't make up a list of things that we're going to do to try to turn anyone to God. No, it's the Holy Spirit in us who does that. So we live by following the Holy Spirit on this earth. And then God does what he wills. If he may choose to do it through us, he may choose to do it through someone else. It doesn't matter which one of us is his instrument. We just simply do that which we believe he's shown us to do and continue to do that as long as we're on this earth. If he brings something to your mind, share it with the person. If not, don't share. Lots of times I'll be with someone and after they have left, I will think, Oh, I wish I'd told them so, such and such. Well, that's just the devil tormenting me. If God wanted me to tell them that, he would have brought it to my mind while I was with the person. It's just the devil bringing that thought to me. I wish I had told them that. Because the devil speaks to us in first-person terms, and we think it's our thought, but it's really the devil's thought. The Bible shows us this present heaven and earth will be destroyed by fire, by God, after the Great Tribulation. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, 
looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him when he returns, be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. In peace. I believe the in peace part is showing us to constantly pray, connecting with God through prayer, and also shows us don't allow yourself to be troubled about anything. Instead, do Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Pour your heart out before God. If you have any concern at all at this moment, you are not ready for the return of Jesus. Because if you're concerned about anything, you can't be living in peace. So, take every one of those cares, one at a time, to God in prayer. Talk to Him about it. And that is the way we have to live every day. Should I say get to live? Because who wants to live in trouble? If we're troubled about anything, we settle it with God through prayer. Or if we're troubled about anyone, we settle it with God through prayer. Living in peace without spot and blameless. Revelation 21, the Apostle John is speaking to us, and he tells us what the new heaven and the new earth will be like. John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he, God, will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he, God, that sat upon the throne, said, Behold, I make all things new. We're going to have completely new lives in heaven in the fact that we will have no longer these current bodies. There will not be marriage in heaven, physical marriage as we know it today, but I think we will be married to Jesus the Word which will far excel anything that can happen to us on this present earth. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.